It's a priest-heavy show today as well. We're looking forward to this one. Uh, coming up at 7.15, Father Chris Fontanini is going to be on the show with Father Ed Hurley. Uh, Father Chris is the pastor of St. Joseph's Parish there on the south side of Des Moines. We have Father Ed as the uh, the sidekick there, but he's uh, he was pastor there for a number of years. They've got a St. Joseph's Project, uh, kind of an addition to the school and what's happening there. We're going to get the lowdown of all things St. Joseph. <laughs> There on Des Moines East Side with the pastor, Father Chris, and the former pastor, Father Ed Hurley. Coming up at 745, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula is going to be on the show. He's the uh, new Archbishop of Dubuque, and uh, the installation mass is uh, scheduled for October 18th. So uh, he will be, he's a busy man right now. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that, uh, logistics and all of that, that everyone's got to work out. I mean, everyone from... Rome and uh, and the nuncio to of course the, uh, the 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 diocese that he's leaving to the archdiocese that he's going to be going to so I'm sure his head is spinning right now but it'll be good to be able to uh, catch up with Archbishop Elect Thomas Zinke we'll have him back on the show today Matt Wilkham will have your news Mark Amadeo with your sports Deacon Mark with your weather Deacon Tony let's offer a day to our Lord with our morning offering God our Father we offer you our day we offer you all our thoughts. Words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Imogene Ingredients, suppliers of specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve paternal and young animal health in conventional and organic production. Learn more at ImogeneIngredients.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Canadian fire crews on Thursday battled to prevent wildfires from reaching the northern city of Yellowknife, where all 20,000 residents are leaving by car and plane after an evacuation order was declared. Officials say the fire, which is moving slowly, is now 10 miles northwest of the city and could reach the outskirts by Saturday if there is no rain. The Northwest Territories have limited infrastructure, and there's only one two-lane road out of Yellowknife to the province of Alberta to the south. This is Canada's worst ever wildfire season with more than a thousand active fires burning across the country, including 265 in the Northwest Territories. 
A new initiative from the Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska, aims to bring pilgrims to every corner of the state to visit its many adoration chapels. Dubbed the Eucharistic Passport Pilgrimage, the diocesan initiative is modeled after the Nebraska Passport, a project of the Nebraska Tourism Commission designed to encourage exploration of the state's various attractions. Bishop James Conley said the plan is to offer pilgrims a stamp on their passport each time they visit an adoration chapel and a prize of some sort for any pilgrim who makes it all to all 17 locations, though what exactly the prize will be has yet to be determined. Conley said central to the Passport Project is sharing the importance of visiting and adoring Christ in person. One family is bringing five generations of people together at the Iowa State Fair as they celebrate their 100th family reunion this year. With at least 80 people and five, and five generations on the fairgrounds, the Sloan clan isn't slowing down anytime soon. The family moved into their campgrounds on July 29th and haven't missed a day of the fair festivities yet. The family travels from all over the country to make sure they don't miss the Iowa State Fair and the family reunion each year. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, there were just three Midwest teams in action on Thursday. In the National League, the New York Mets defeated the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 4-2 to two in St. Louis yesterday afternoon, while in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Dodgers sweeping their series uh, over the Milwaukee Brewers. Yesterday, Dodgers winning by the score of one nothing over Milwaukee. The Chicago Cubs had the day off on Thursday. The Cubs open up interleague play against the Kansas City Royals this afternoon. First pitch at 120 in a weekend series at Wrigley Field. In the American League yesterday afternoon, it was the Seattle Mariners defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-4 in Kansas City. The White Sox and Twins had the day off as the White Sox will be at Colorado beginning tonight in the weekend series, while the Twins will host the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight in a weekend series in Minneapolis. Last night it was game three of a six-game homestand for the Iowa Cubs in AAA baseball. Last night, the Louisville Bats defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 6-5 to five at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight, game four of their series, the Iowa Cubs hosting Louisville. First pitch at 7 o'clock with fireworks following the ball game at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. And last night, it was week two of preseason NFL football. And it was the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles playing to an 18-18 tie in Philadelphia. Tonight, NFL preseason football continues with the Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants. Kickoff at 6 o'clock. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. Also tonight, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Atlanta Falcons kickoff at 6.30. On Saturday, NFL preseason football continues with some of the Midwest teams involved. The Chicago Bears at the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. The New England Patriots will be at the Green Bay Packers kickoff at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. They'll kick off at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And finally, the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals kick off 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And we are eight days away from the start of Dowling Catholic High School football coverage here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This will be our 47th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. Our first game is Saturday, August 26th. Dowling Catholic on the road at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Both teams 
expected to be ranked in the top 10 when the preseason rankings come out. We'll be on the air at 5.30 with our pregame show. Kickoff is at 6.15 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. Join Matt Maindring. John Chidel and me for the broadcast all season long with Dowling Catholic High School football on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. We've been talking about the Iowa State Fair all week long here. Long long before her ill-fated flight, Amelia Earhart visited the Iowa State Fair in 1908 and saw her first airplane. She reportedly was not impressed with the, quote, thing made of wood and wire. Mm. I would not be either. Well, I have to say. <clears throat> At that time, did she know? Yes. It would play a huge role in her, her life and in the history of this country. Yes. But if it would have had duct tape, it would have been uh, that much better, right? Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> is better with duct tape. You know, I still get amazed, and, and I fly a lot, I, but I still get amazed that I, I I am willing to get in a small little tube and take off into the sky, you know. And only a small percentage of people in the history of the world have had the privilege of doing this as well. Yeah, yeah. And you feel so safe doing it. Well, you, you feel I safe. <laughs> I feel safe doing it. Um, the one thing I'll never do, though, is riding a helicopter. I'll never do that again. I've never been more terrified in my life. Wow. <laughs> Never been more terrified. I was white knuckling that thing like you have never seen. This was years ago. This was 2018. Did you start off your career in radio doing traffic reports? I or? don't know what I did. <laughs> it was a, I rented a a uh, like an hour you know uh, flight for my wife and I. It was like a, a, I think it was an anniversary thing in 17 or 18, 2017 or 18. And I I I said, oh, let's go up. She was like, oh, that'll be fun. So we. You know, toured Des Moines. I did not tour Des Moines. I either kept my eyes closed or looked straight ahead. I didn't look anywhere. I gripped like I I I don't know what it was. I'll take off on any plane, anytime, anywhere, for any amount of uh, of time, but not not a helicopter. Yeah, we, we did that as a family down in the Lake of the Ozarks. We did a, a helicopter tour, and and I'm pretty sure the uh, the helicopter pilot was I, I he was testing my masculinity really yeah no I mean he, he was uh, <laughs> when we landed I was very happy, happy? yeah, yeah no, it was I think it's because you've got both engines on the plane one engine goes out you can still fly that plane land it and you're fine and the odds of both are just astronomical right that that they're both gonna die like that but in the helicopter if that spinny thing up top stops. You're dropping. Uh, that's all it takes, right? <laughs> all it takes is one thing to happen. Yeah. Now, you, you've got no buffer. At least I don't think you do. Maybe, maybe there's a helicopter uh, pilot that is. It, it's much like, it's like an amusement park ride or roller coaster because there's no there, there's no it's, it's not smooth. Yeah, you know, so all the turns are are sharp and and uh, at least that was my experience and, and aggressive and yeah. and you can go from what you know hovering over something and they and then zoom off off you go. It's like if you're not ready for that zoom. Uh, yeah, it's just your not stomach. Happy. You know, feels like it's it, it is up in your throat. Yeah, never again. Not doing that. So there you go. Thank you, Amelia, bringing that up. <laughs> you bet. All right, what do we got for the weather out there today? Deacon. Today uh, we are under an excessive heat watch, mm. which I find amusing. Because uh, I guess we're just going to watch it get really hot over yeah. the next couple of days. But I thought today, we were going to feel it get hot, actually. <laughs> well, we would feel it, but but the the, the, the uh, weather forecast has has us under a, a excessive heat watch, and through Monday, 
Uh, today it's going to be sunny, though, with a high near 82. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 67. We will see some wind gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Uh, those breezy conditions will usher in warm air tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, we will see a high near 95 with sunny conditions and heat index values as high as 105. Uh, Ryan, reminder, tomorrow morning, there is a, uh, a Eucharistic procession that will take place starting over at St. Anthony's. And uh, Mass is at 9 o'clock with the procession following Mass. So uh, I think you'll have the opportunity to get the uh, get through the procession before it gets really warm in the afternoon. Currently around the area, it's uh, 54 degrees here in Des Moines. Nevada is seeing 52. Newton, 53. And down in Creston, 54. Weather today brought to you by the best days ever at the Iowa State Fair. We are out there for three more days. Um, and today you'll have the opportunity to meet Dr. Bud Marr again. If you didn't meet him yesterday, he will be out there this afternoon from noon to three. We'll also have uh, the newest member of the Iowa Catholic Radio team who will be uh, joining us here very soon. He, uh, Brady Grimm will be at the booth. Also this morning, Deacon Mark, uh, Deacon Dr. Mark Burt and his wife Julie will be there. And the reason why I bring that up is uh, he's the one responsible for our our, uh, our our stand-up pope. Nice. Uh, yeah, he... he uh, Very sturdy. <laughs> Kudos to him. Stand-up yeah, pope. It's, uh, it, it, so come out and tell him thank you, because it's been a uh, uh, a great um, return. The pope, we didn't have him out there last year, but people have been very appreciative. Lots of pictures. Back. Yes. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, Father Ignatius Makoji, and if you haven't had the opportunity to meet him, he's he's done uh, chaplaincy uh, at, at both Unity Point, and, and now he's going to be... Uh, he's also over at Mercy... He's actually signed up to, to hear confessions tomorrow from 10 until 4. So uh, thankful we have the air-conditioned chapel uh, mm. there next to our booth. But um, if you haven't, Madam, come out and meet him. If you haven't had the, uh, the Sacrament of, of Reconciliation in a while, please come out and do so. Very cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I uh, I had a good time yesterday, everyone. So I, I know we were able to see a lot of you. And uh, I, was, uh, I was a 3 to 6 shift with... Uh, 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 Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. We had a blast. So uh, get on out there. If you haven't visited the Iowa Catholic Radio booth, it, make to sure watch to the, the three of you uh, talk is, yeah. is quite fascinating. You know, really? Doc, doc, you know, Dr. Bud's a little bit reserved, but between right. Bo, man, it's a competition for airtime. Yeah. You, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can both talking at the same time, but somehow still know what you're, uh, you yeah, know Bo what? and I, Bo and I have a weird relationship <laughs> like that. You know, there's just no breathing. It's just all talking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So uh, oh, we had a lot of fun. So make sure to step out there again. We've had so much fun at the Iowa State Fair, everyone. And, uh, you know, yeah, get your picture with the Pope. Uh, get a rosary. Get it blessed. Go to confession. A lot of opportunities out there. When we come back, Father Chris Fontanini, pastor of St. Joseph's Parish on the east side of Des Moines. They've got a St. Joseph's Parish project along with the school. We'll have that for you when we come right back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion. Join me on Friday, December the 8th at the Embassy Suites for Iowa Catholic Radio's annual dinner in December. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you in downtown Des Moines. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of warranty forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it. Coming up, second half hour, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula is going to be on the show. Looking forward to having him back on. We'll see how that sounds to him. Archbishop-elect. Installation Mass, by the way, is scheduled for October 18th for the Archdiocese of Dubuque. And I know uh, there's a lot of moving parts going on right now. Everything from... You know, his uh, his old diocese, uh, Davenport, which he's still in right now, of course, to his new one, uh, which will be the Archdiocese of Dubuque. Uh, Rome's moving with all that, too. So a lot of good stuff. We're looking forward to having um, Archbishop-elect Azinkula on coming up. All right, let's go to our next guests. They're in studio with us, Fathers Chris Fontanini and Father Ed Hurley. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Man, I uh, it, it's been a while. First, I'll, I'll start with you, Father Hurley. I mean, years. Not since I've seen you, but... Uh, you were my first parish priest. That's right. That's right. It's just crazy. Thank God. Neither one of us has gotten older either <laughs> over the time. That's right. That's right. You're St. Pius for a number of years. If I asked you, could you list your entire parishes that you were that you were with? Well, sure. Could you do it? Sure. Most priests could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah cause, I mean, you got, but you guys got a lot of, you know, management in these uh, in these parishes, which is awesome. And Father Chris, you've been pastoring out St. Joseph's for how long? A little over a year. A year. And Father uh, Hurley, you were there how long? I was there for five years. All right. We got to lean on this guy over here, right? We lean on Father Hurley with with this. Got the experience. Father Chris, there's a big project happening with the school, uh, which is very exciting. Tell us about it. Well, certainly uh, uh, a great excitement by the teachers and students. Bring that microphone right down to you. There you go. Long overdue. We're having a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade classrooms that will be ready when school starts yeah. uh, this Wednesday, August 23rd. And we're also adding pre-K and K classrooms in the lower level, as well as a parish activity slash gymnasium. That The target date is for November 17th, 2023. So, yeah, we're really excited. These have been long overdue in the making. Mm. And uh, it's just uh, going to be a great uh, uh Great thing for our students, teachers, all of our parents. Why the expansion? Is there, is there seems to be a need. There's a, there's a need. There's a need to separate the uh, from the elementary schools. There's a different development. Um, they're going to have their own locker bay there. Just to, they need to be updated. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parish activity gymnasium is long overdue. It's 
going to hold have 10,000 square feet, uh, bleachers that will hold uh, 130 people, uh, four basketball hoops, so basically a regulation-sized gymnasium. But it also is going to be helpful for our uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners for the needy nice. uh, that we have uh, that we hold each year. So we're really excited about this expansion. Yeah, yeah, uh, Father uh, Hurley, um, your part in this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? Why the need? Why the need for this? Well, the the school is, was a very small footprint. I think the school is twenty thousand square feet. Sure. And this is going to double the size of it. But wow. you know, they, they've wanted to have. Uh, we needed more classrooms. You know, originally when the building was built, they didn't have things like preschool and kindergarten. Yep. And those got added on eventually. Actually, the original school was only four classrooms. Wow. You know, and they had two two grades yeah. in each room. Yeah. You know, and they had an addition in 62 and then another one in 99. But they, the the gym that we have is really the lunchroom, real low ceiling. You can't play basketball sure. there. You can't play volleyball. Yeah. So it's it's a very small, and they've wanted a gymnasium for years, but we needed rooms for the, for the, to accommodate the, the, the classrooms. You know, we, we had preschool out in a mobile classroom that was old yep. and malfunctioned a good time during the winter and all of a sudden the heat wouldn't work or the I mean is this during your time there? Oh yes. Really? You know, this so isn't we, too long. So we've been planning this well they've been planning this for a good number of years yeah. but it's but it's uh, obviously gotten more expensive over the years and that's been a big problem all of a sudden the price just went way up yep. and so you know we've done a number of things over the years but that's it's it's going to double the size of the school but also really give us adequate space to do what we need to do as a school. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, how far are you in this project, Father Chris? Uh, we're, we're getting close to being done. Really? We're, we'll be, we're about three months away. So all the, uh, t- all the flooring has been laid. There's uh, cabinets in the classrooms. Uh, there's just uh, there's quite a bit of work that needs to be done in the gym, of course, but uh, it's, it's moving along. It's really moved along this summer. Yeah. Uh, so, is there how much do we know? How much left is to raise uh, for this, and and how do we do it, Father Hurley? Well, it's about a six and a half million dollar project, which is a whole lot more than it was in the beginning, yep. and and so they they got four million raised right now. So we're they're a long ways away from that. However, they have some uh, outside donors who have pledged matching gifts that uh, that uh, can raise that up significantly. That we really need about six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand more. Those matching gifts will kick in, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's really our target right now. Is the parish needs to raise an additional six hundred thousand. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a it's a modest parish over there. The people are very supportive. It's not a large parish, you know. It's a, a more challenging area on the east side. There, it's the kind of the last school before you get to the end of the diocese. There. Sure. Going east here, but it's a uh, uh, significant diversity in the parish. A lot of low, uh, middle, or excuse me, free and reduced lunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so students. It, it, so the the students uh, in a lot of areas they're they're not coming from very wealthy homes, right, or very wealthy uh, uh, families. That'd be a fair statement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're 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 really. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, uh, help that's being given. Where do you get that help? Where do you draw for for that help? We've had we've had a number of people as the parish has over the years outside donors who have been very generous in stepping in and 
and helping the the parish, especially when there's significant projects. Sure, the parish does a good job of supporting its day to day operations. It's good. just when you you've got to reach beyond that. That and the parishes actually, in, when you do a capital campaign, really really do rise to the occasion, but there's limited resources there. Sure. You can only go so far. It's not a large parish at all. There's about 600 families. You know, and that's, Really? That's it? Yeah. I thought there'd be over 1,000, 600. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a big project yeah. and, and something they want. And they've kind of done the steps along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been very patient about that, but they... This, well, this kind of this kind of is the capstone of of what they wanted to do over the years. Yeah, and as you said, you know, nothing's easy, right? Uh, it, it, a little bit, a few wrenches come into the equation when you talk about the economy and things going up and and pricing and all of that. But you're managing to do it. We're managing. We're going to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's next? How can how can listeners help in this project? What can they do? Well, first of all, pray for us. Yeah, that would be the first thing, and then. Uh, They've got some financial resources to help us out. That would be mostly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in a very diverse uh, population of students uh, with the Asians, Africans, African-Americans, Latino populations, over 50%. And uh, so, yeah, uh, any way they can help, that would be great. Yep. And uh, ways they can. Who, who, who do they call? Where do they visit? How does that work? Well, they can... Uh, they can call us at call St. Joseph's, yeah. yes, uh, 515-266-2226. Again, that's 515-266-2226. Yep, you can do that. You can call in anything that, you know, you, you think can help friends with this project. It is a, uh, it's a big deal, obviously. I mean, $6 million is no is nothing to, oof, that, that's a lot for a, for a school expansion, but uh, you're close. They're close, and they say we have those donors willing to step up on the yeah. matching we want to take advantage of those matching uh, donations. Oh, yeah. Matching so dollars are big. They say that we need about 600000 to close that and take advantage of that, and that would help immensely if there's folks out there looking to to help us out. We deeply appreciate it. Matching dollars go a very long way. We know that here at Iowa Catholic Radio. It's the bulk of, of the giving. Uh, oftentimes happens when there's matches put up. You know, So if you got that generosity in the parish there, make sure to give St. Joseph's a call. Uh, and and put something to it if you can help. It seems like a, a worthy project. How's retirement for you? Retirement's fine. Yeah? I'm all for it. <laughs> Father Chris got you back working again, though. Well, Come not on. really. No? Not, not, not <laughs> all right, really. all right. That's good. We call on his uh, business uh, administrative expertise. Yeah, good. Yes. Good. Uh, golf game okay? It, it, you know, it's declining. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> That's all right. It must man. be the weather. Yeah, <laughs> darn right. Well, I, I want to thank both of you for coming on. Uh, any any help that we can continue to give at Iowa Catholic Radio, just get this project out there, we'll, uh, we'll be happy to do that for you, Father Chris. Closing remarks? Well, you know, we're just, again, we're really excited. We've got 42 new students coming in this fall, 25 new families. Uh, our enrollment from preschool to eighth grade is 227. Capacity is uh, 259, so we're we're moving along. The uh, educational savings accounts have been a great blessing mm. for us. So, um, and uh, just a, a very much a, it's it's a very attractive school, and yeah. it's a great school. We've got great staff and a wonderful principal, and uh, so uh, Lynn Ernst, who just who's just starting out and uh, building on uh, Jody Halligan's great work. So we're 
You're Just moving. Very excited. You're moving. We're, we can see the finish line, which is always good. St. Joseph's, everyone, Father Chris Fontanini and Father Ed Hurley. Uh, we, we like to close uh, always with a little blessing for our listeners. Would you do that for us, Father Ed? Absolutely. Ask the Lord to be with us each and every day here, particularly as we uh, try to live out the life that the Lord has called us to. We ask the Lord to continue to bless our efforts here and Help us to reach out to those who are in need each day. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father Hurley, Father Chris Fontanini, God bless you both. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Archbishop Alex Inkula, when we come back in the second half hour, John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go right now to your daily gospel and reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some Pharisees approached Jesus and tested him, saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause whatever? He said in reply, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, man must not separate. They said to him, Then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, and marries another, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If that is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. He answered, Not all can accept this word, but only those to whom that is granted. Some are incapable of marriage because they were born so some because they were made so by others, some because they have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Whoever can accept this ought to accept it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. This particular gospel passage gives us beautiful insights into the vocation of marriage and the vocation to celibacy, giving up marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. In both cases, both vocations, they're not just for us. Marriage, if you're married, that vocation is not just for you. It, of course, is for your spouse, but it's also for the sake of others. It's for the sake of the church. It's for the sake of getting your spouse, yourself, and your family to heaven. If you are living the vocation to celibacy, whether in holy orders and consecrated life or in dedicated celibacy for the kingdom of heaven, that vocation is not just for you. It is a vocation given in service, given in generosity for the life of the church, for the life of the world, to help get others to heaven, to be a sign of what is to come when this life is over. Our vocation is not just for us. But God has asked us to step out in generosity, to make a gift of our lives, to make a gift of our lives you have love to give. And it's for the sake, ultimately, of getting yourself and getting others to heaven. May God bless you, and let us continue praying for each other. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. 
Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it today. Coming up, uh, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula, Archbishop-elect of the Archdiocese of Dubuque, is going to be on the show with us here at about 745. Make sure to stick around for it. We'll save plenty of time for it as well. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Imogene Ingredients, suppliers of specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve paternal and young animal health in conventional and organic production. Learn more at ImogeneIngredients.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. A massive wildfire in Canada's western province of British Columbia prompted more evacuation orders early on Friday as firefighters race against advancing flames to move all residents from the remote northern city of Yellowknife to safety. Images showed snaking queues of hundreds of people waiting to sign up for evacuation flights while fires burned either side of the only highway out of the city. Drought has been a contributing factor to the number and intensity of this year's fires, with high temperatures exacerbating the situation. The United States has given its approval for the Netherlands and Denmark to deliver F-16s to Ukraine, the defense ministers of those two NATO countries said Friday, in a major gain for Kyiv, even though the fighter jets won't have any impact in impact anytime soon on the almost 18-month war. It was not immediately clear when the first F-16s might enter the conflict. Ukraine has long pleaded for the sophisticated fighter to give it a combat edge. It recently launched a long-anticipated counteroffensive against the Kremlin's forces without air cover, placing its troops at the mercy of Russian aviation and artillery. A new initiative from the Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska, aims to bring pilgrims to every corner of the state to visit its many adoration chapels. Dubbed the Eucharistic Passport Pilgrimage, the diocesan initiative is modeled after the Nebraska Passport, a project of the Nebraska Tourism Commission designed to encourage exploration of the state's various attractions. Bishop James Conley said the plan is to offer pilgrims a stamp on their passport each time they visit an adoration chapel and a prize of some sort for any pilgrim who makes it to all 17 locations, though that exa- what exactly the prize will be has yet to be determined. 
Conley said central to the Passport Project is sharing the impact of visiting and adoring Christ in person. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, there were just three Midwest teams in action on Thursday. In the National League, the New York Mets defeated the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 4-2 to two in St. Louis yesterday afternoon, while in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Dodgers sweeping their series uh, over the Milwaukee Brewers. Yesterday, Dodgers winning by the score of one nothing over Milwaukee. The Chicago Cubs had the day off on Thursday. The Cubs open up interleague play against the Kansas City Royals this afternoon. First pitch at 120 in a weekend series at Wrigley Field. In the American League yesterday afternoon, it was the Seattle Mariners defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-4 in Kansas City. The White Sox and Twins had the day off as the White Sox will be at Colorado beginning tonight in the weekend series, while the Twins will host the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight in a weekend series in Minneapolis. Last night it was game three of a six-game homestand for the Iowa Cubs in AAA baseball. Last night, the Louisville Bats defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 6-5 to five at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight, game four of their series, the Iowa Cubs hosting Louisville. First pitch at 7 o'clock with fireworks following the ball game at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. And last night, it was week two of preseason NFL football. And it was the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles playing to an 18-18 tie in Philadelphia. Tonight, NFL preseason football continues with the Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants. Kickoff at 6 o'clock. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. Also tonight, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Atlanta Falcons kickoff at 6.30. On Saturday, NFL preseason football continues with some of the Midwest teams involved. The Chicago Bears at the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. The New England Patriots will be at the Green Bay Packers kickoff at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. They'll kick off at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And finally, the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals kick off 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And we are eight days away from the start of Dowling Catholic High School football coverage here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This will be our 47th year broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. Our first game is Saturday, August 26th. Dowling Catholic on the road at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Both teams expected to be ranked in the top 10 when the preseason rankings come out. We'll be on the air at 5.30 with our pregame show. Kickoff is at 6.15 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. Join Matt Maindring, John Chido, and me for the broadcast all season long with Dowling Catholic High School football on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's very last Iowa State Fair fun fact here. Oh, We've been talking about this over. all week. Yeah, this is our last chance. Yesterday, Thursday, nearly 400 Iowa farm families were honored with Century or Heritage Farm designations at the Iowa State Fair. The program celebrates farms that have been owned by the same families for 100 and 150 years, respectively. The Century Farm Program began in 1976 as part of the National Bicentennial Celebration. This year, 242 Century Farms and 156 Heritage Farms were recognized. To date, more than 21,000 Century Farms and 1,800 
heritage farms have been recognized across the state of Iowa. That's a lot. It's a lot of farming. Many, like many, of them, uh, many of those families genealogy. Visited, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> many of those families visited the uh, the booth yesterday. We saw they would be uh, uh, they were wearing mat. You know, the, the thing is, they all wear matching T shirts with the uh, family farm name on it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I saw talk- some of them. Yeah, I talk- I was talking to uh, um, you know one family a, a couple days before, and uh, it's a very Catholic thing to do to be handing on the the the, the tradition. Of, of farming and, you know, showing animals at the state fair, and registering vegetables. Yeah, just uh, just a, a neat overall experience seeing all the, uh, the the family pride out there yeah. that, that people had. So. Yeah, cool. We ran into uh, my, my daughter and I. We were going through the ag building a few days ago, and uh, just this outstanding ISU student came up to us as part of FFA, started talking to us, engaging us in the, just the most professional way possible. So a shout out to Holly, uh, who is also Catholic and it was kind of corner of, it kind of piqued my daughter's interest in mm-hmm. FFA, nice. uh, but you should see the pride in, in, in agriculture in this state. Yeah. And the, you know, she, this, this gal wants to be a, an ag teacher when she gets out of college. Uh, but just was super helpful and just so enthusiastic about agriculture. Very and cool. the heritage of this state. So. Yeah. That makes me proud as an Iowan, huh? Yeah. Makes me proud. Awesome stuff. We'll have another beautiful day to engage people at the Iowa State Fair today. Uh, it's going to be sunny with a high near 82. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 67. We'll see some wind gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. And those breezy conditions will begin ushering in uh, some warm air as we uh, are now under an excessive heat watch until 9 p.m. on Monday. We're going to watch the temperatures rise tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll have sunny conditions with a high near 95 currently in the area. Mostly sunny conditions uh, here in Des Moines. It's 56 degrees. Ames at 55. Norwalk at 55. And Fairfield at 56. Today at the Iowa Catholic Radio booth, where you can experience the best days ever of the Iowa State Fair, we'll have Dr. Bud Marr returning, uh, host one of the co-hosts of the Uncommon Good here across the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, as well as the newest member of the Iowa Catholic Radio team, Brady Grimm will be there this afternoon. I uh, want to point out that tomorrow, uh, Father Ignatius Makoji will be there to hear confessions, offering the Sacrament of Reconciliation from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's your Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. Back to you, John. Thank you, sir. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, today's saint had to continuously push away honors and money that he felt he had not earned. St. Louis of Toulouse today was a prince of France. At the age of 20, he renounced his royal title and declared his desire to become a priest. The Pope quickly made Louis a bishop, which at the time came with considerable land, wealth, and prestige. Lewis was embarrassed by the wealth and petitioned the Pope to allow him to also become a Franciscan. The Pope agreed. St. Louis took vows of poverty and prayer alongside his installation as a bishop. He then set aside 75% of his income to care for the poor and to maintain the churches of his own diocese. Out of the remainder, Lewis invited 25 poor people to dine with him every night, an invitation that was usually reserved for other prestigious people in town. Lewis appointed a brother Franciscan to publicly admonish him every time he made a mistake. The brother did so repeatedly. 
Lewis then died at the age of 23. I'd probably die, too, that young if someone was publicly admonishing me at every mistake I made. In three years, he had made an enormous impact on his diocese and was already being considered a saint by his own people. He was canonized 16 years later. We ask today St. Louis of Talaus to pray for us. Amen. I've always thought that's probably one of the funniest stories of the saints. He, hi- he literally hired someone to walk around with him at all times and publicly admonish him for any mistake or fault that he made. So to, just to yell the mistakes and the faults in front of his own people. <laughs> oh, man, that is his gold right there. All right, when we come back, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula is going to be on. This is fun and will be. Uh, he is the new Archbishop-elect of the Archdiocese of Dubuque. He's going to be right on with us when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Friday. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Tomorrow is the big day. Join Bishop William Johnson for a beautiful outdoor mass at 9 o'clock at the Grotto at St. Anthony. At 10 o'clock will process with the Eucharist to St. Ambrose Cathedral. The Eucharistic procession is open to anyone. Join us if you can. Come for Mass, come for the procession, watch us walk by, or meet us at the cathedral. We'll provide rides back to your car and lunch. Tomorrow, a group of deacons will celebrate the anniversary of their ordination. Ordained 17 years ago are deacons Tom Bradley, Kevin Heim, Larry Kehoe, Darwin Cruzy, Rainy Kunzi, Frank Lopez, Bill Richer, Sam Sullivan, Troy Thompson, Quan Tong, Randy Horn, and Dave Miller. If you see any of them, thank them for answering their vocation call. St. Boniface Parish in Waukee invites all parishioners in the Des Moines metro area to join them for Alpha on Sunday evenings. Alpha is a series of group conversations that explores the basics of the Christian faith. We'll gather for dinner, a video, and an open discussion about some of life's biggest questions. Contact Faye Akers at St. Boniface for details. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Have a great weekend. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Intervisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHcare.org. IVHcare.org. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Gold Dome Buildings. Gold Dome is locally owned and operated serving Des Moines and surrounding areas since 1992. Builders of garages, farm buildings, customized backyard sheds, and playhouses. GoldDomeIowa.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, everyone. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Of course, this will be the last time, uh, a weekday at the Iowa State Fair. You can come out and visit us at the Iowa Catholic Radio booth. Just a huge display and having a lot of fun right to the right of the Bill Riley, Bill and Ann Riley stage. So make sure to check it out. All right, let's go to our next guest, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula. How's that sound, man? 
That's in the future. Right now, I'm <laughs> the bishop of the Diocese of yeah. Davenport, and I'm going full steam ahead here. Yeah, I mean, this is two years. Uh, how long have you been there? Maybe I'm maybe I'm longer than, or it's shorter than that. Well, how long do you think I've been here? How long have you been there? A year? <laughs> what in, the in Davenport? Davenport? Yeah, six years. Six years. Six years that long. Six years, yeah. I didn't know you've been there that long. That's crazy. I thought it was a couple years or something like that. Time is flying. It seems like a couple years sometimes. Other times it seems like ten years. Yeah. It's six years. Well, you're a priest of the Archdiocese of uh, of Dubuque, um, and this is your your home diocese, right? That doesn't happen a lot where a priest of his own diocese gets named bishop or archbishop, right? Right. It doesn't happen very often. No. I don't know. I think maybe... Pope Francis is doing that a little bit um, more than maybe some popes. I'm not totally sure on that, but it's it's not the normal deal. No, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's the respect, right? I mean, you're they they know they're not they're not going to put you back to your own home diocese if you don't have the respect of the other priests and and just massive amounts, which says a lot to you, uh, a bishop. You know that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they. You know, I hope they 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 receive me openly and yeah. joyfully. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, they do. Every priest I hear that that uh, talks about you there, they they light up, they glow. Um, what's your what's your kind of mode of operation here as a, as a bishop? I mean, are you what, what really kind of captures your attention? What are your hopes and dreams um, for your next for your next archdiocese? Yeah, well, um, you know, I mean, I learned. They, I, I've been saying here they taught me how to be a bishop here as a baby bishop, you know, and they, <clears throat> I learned the ropes here. And so some of the things I've learned are that I don't have all the answers. Mm. I don't have it all figured out. And, and it would be foolish for me to, to think that, you know, I can go into De- Dubuque and, okay, here's what we're going to do, you guys. And yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot easier for me in certain respects to go there versus some other diocese. I, I don't know anybody and it's all brand new. And it, I mean, that takes, it would take two or three years to kind of really get a feel for that diocese. Mm-hmm. So here, hopefully I can hit the ground running and I know all the priests and I know lots of people and 27 years there. So, I mean, I, I, um, I've really grabbed onto the uh, synodal process that Pope Francis has initiated, and it seems so simple and everything, but, you know, in terms of listening, encountering people, just interacting with folks and listening to them Mm. carefully, deeply, I don't think I, I didn't do that. I thought I was a good listener when I came here. I wasn't really. Mm. So I'm learning, I'm learning how to listen more carefully and to to people and, and then, you know, and, and. Um, discern together, like communal discernment, not just me discerning, but with the people, and and then you know making decisions where where we're what we're going to do, what we're going to focus on, and and walking together. Um, so I, I I'm really kind of trying to do that more. Yeah. Um, so well, you've all. I mean, I don't know. You you've always seemed like a good listener. You were spiritual director during my time in seminary, not mine, but you were a spiritual director there for. I mean, a number of years. I mean, so you you really, in kind of a lot of ways, uh, have been trained to listen. But as you said, the synodal process really is something I know that that you've latched onto and listening to the people of God there and your and your diocese of Davenport and of course in the 
in the archdiocese is going to be something. But you do have that leg up, as you said, right? I mean, you know so many of the priests. You know how things run there. But this is this is it. How do you get the call, or who do you get the call from? Is it the nuncio? Yeah, the nuncio. And does he give you a choice? Was, <laughs> well, um, he kind of says, okay, here's what the Pope wants for you, and, you know, yeah. is, it, is it yes? Is it, you, know, you know, kind of basically sort of, you know, I just assumed you're going to say yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But, you know, um, this is public, because I've heard this, uh, I heard this twice from Cardinal Ouellette, you know, who's, was, he's retired now, but he was the, the um, head of the dicastery for um, bishops in Rome. And I heard it in baby bishop school when I was in Rome. He told us this person, and then I, and then at limb in a visit, he said it again, and I, he said it publicly, but so it's it's not secret. Uh, but, you know, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, <clears throat> Uh, one out of ten priests who were called, you know, to be a, be a bishop, and one out of ten declined. Yeah. And so now it's now it's three out of ten. Wow, that's a big three increase. So, so that's a huge increase. And so it's, you know, who would have thought? I mean, when he said that, I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't know you could decline. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Okay, well, it's good to know no, now. No, you're not going back. You're not going back now. Too late. <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's and that's you know I mean what's <clears throat> why would it change? Well, I don't know, probably a number of reasons, but sure. it's a challenging role these days, and for a lot of different reasons, secularism and you know people not practicing as hard, and and people drifting away from the church, and, and a shortage of priests, and you know our, our part of the world with. <clears throat> too many you know lots of lots of parishes and probably too many you know but there they are in churches and everything and, mm-hmm. and what do you do about that and clergy sexual abuse and bankruptcy and all these things so it's yeah it's a massive cross yeah. right i mean i i remember uh it, it in seminary there at loris archbishop Hannes came in one day for lunch or for dinner and um he, he came and he sat by us and you know it wasn't a big seminary obviously and he was a very soft-spoken man, but he turned to all of us, and he said, Gentlemen, he said, if you want to be a bishop someday, you deserve it. And <laughs> I thought that was the funniest line I'd ever heard in my life. Um, but yeah, it comes right. with a cross, right? I mean, there's a lot going on in today's day. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's joys and things, too. Sure, obviously. sure, sure. I think, I think, like, people now, people are saying, congratulations, you know, and you deserve this, and, you know, um, you know, kind of this promotion, and it's like, that is not, right. <laughs> it isn't a church. Really, the, the right thing to say, I, I've been through this twice now, um, is, and so a few people say this, they say, thank you, thank you for saying yes wow. to the call. They, they, they get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not being a parent, you know, is a challenging thing. Being a yeah. spouse, it's not just oh, poor bishops, you know, but but you know, to serve others um, sacrificially and in love, um, to say yes to you know something that's yeah sacrificial in some respects, to say the, just the thank you, it really that really resonates with me when people say that they get it. You've always been a very prayerful priest. Um, I, I got 30 seconds. Is there a specific devotion or anything that really has caught your heart over the years as bishop? Um, in, in terms of a devotion, I don't know. I, I like to, I like contemplative prayer. Sure. You know, just, you know, that's my, been my thing. But as I get older, I fall asleep easily. <laughs> and so now I'm kind of trying to figure out a new, a new way to go um, with, in terms of my personal prayer, trying different things. Yeah. But I, I really like to, 
just you know like maybe maybe um take a walk with jesus right sure so, so i won't fall asleep walking yep. so and just kind of uh, you know we're have a conversation and i mean not out loud but he's speaking to my heart and and um i kind of I kind of like that sort of a thing. Yeah. I, I, I've just I've said for years, give me a priest that prays. That's it. You know, I, it will take all the all the struggles and difficulties and mistakes that we all are. But just give me a priest. Give me a, a, a layman and woman that, that prays and, and God can take care of the rest. So I'm going to thank you. All right. I'm not going to congratulate you. I'm going to thank you for, right. uh, for saying yes. Would you give us your blessing this morning, Archbishop? Sure. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. May mighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will be praying for you, Archbishop-elect. All right. God bless you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. You bet. All right. That's uh, Archbishop-elect Thomas Zinkula, everyone, of the Archdiocese of Dubuque. And uh, just, I mean, he, he is such a, he's such a humble but a, a very well-respected man in his own home diocese. And you just don't hear that often of a priest going back to their own, their own diocese. Um, it, it, there's just so much respect there. I hear it from the other priests and, and uh, he's a man of prayer, but he's a man of the people as well. So uh, just really exciting to, to be able to see this happen for, for the archdiocese of Dubuque, which is a, an archdiocese I, I truly love as well. Spending some good time there myself. That's a good way to end the week today, friends. Thanks for tuning in. We got our blessing in. We'll be back on uh, next week. I am John Linetti. In the meantime, be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water